When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. I just wanted to give you the space for you to just... Tell us about Johnny Angel. I mean, I, I could have been on the plane with my mom. There's just got to be a reason that I'm still here. After the pandemic happened, I slowly just started becoming a little bit more like private, low key, and just letting people know like the bare minimum about myself. What up, guys? I hope everyone had a really great weekend. And a special shout out to Boss B Nation. I love you guys so much. I just wanted to say thank you for being so supportive and being there from day one. I love you guys so much. And you guys are going to love today's guest. One of my siblings is joining me today, and I'm super happy about it. We're going to hear from my baby brother. So let's go ahead and get to talking. This is Cheekies and Chill. Okay, so you guys... You have probably guessed who our guest is today. Yes, it's my brother Johnny, my baby boy, who's not such a baby anymore. I feel like you guys don't really hear about Johnny, so I wanted to bring him on again. The last time he was on the show, he was on with Jenica, but this time it's just going to be him and I, just the two of us. So Johnny Angel Lopez, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not sure why I'm so nervous about this one. I just yeah. I, like 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 I didn't just come back from Ciudad Mexico and did like a whole press conference and interviews over there and shit for the first time. But with just I with know. just Jackie, I'm so proud of you guys. They were out in Mexico, Johnny and Jacks, promoting my mom's new album, and it went amazing. And I'm so proud because your Spanish, Johnny, has gotten so great. I'm so so proud. I got so many compliments about you. I've really really tried my best. Yeah, no, but... you're doing good. You're doing really <laughs> really good. Okay, John. So. First of all, those of you who may not know, I am the eldest of five, and Johnny is the baby of the family. He's 22, going on 23. He lives with me. He's actually in his room right now, and I'm downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> He's very nervous, as you guys could see. I was 16 years old when my mom was pregnant from Johnny, and I was the one that caused my mom to go into labor with Johnny because I upset my mother. Because I told her that I had a boyfriend and that I really liked him and that I was not going to break up with him because she didn't allow me to have a boyfriend. It was like, she's like, you're too young. You have to focus on school. 
I was like, well, I really like this guy. And, you know, basically I was being rebellious and she got so pissed at me and she went into early labor. And then here comes John. <laughs> this is when I, you were 16. I was 16 years old. It was Junior, my very first boyfriend. His name is Enrique. They called him Junior. Do you, That's I don't crazy. Think he, yeah. So. No, it's just, it's just like mom's reaction is just crazy. Like she was like letting Jenica date when she was 15 and like was like, I don't know cordial mm -hmm. about everything but with you like it was just like a completely different thing that's true but i think it has to do because i'm the eldest and because she didn't know how to deal it was always it was the first time for everything with me and my other sister jackie you know she did everything i was like what the heck she's shaving her legs at 11 i wasn't able to shave my, my legs until i was 15 years old so it was just it's fine i don't judge my mother i, I don't have kids <laughs> so i don't know what it is but you are kind of like my kid because then at six months my mom yeah. said here because no one knew about Johnny until I think my mom was six months pregnant and he hid. He hid in my mom's tummy. And then once my mom, because she didn't want anyone to know, she thought it was going to in some way like hinder her her career because it was like that's when it was rising. Right, John? Yeah, it was a really unpopular time uh, yeah. for her to have a, have a kid. And she had just had her first hit on the radio. So it looked like she was finally going to be somebody after she had been struggling for, I think, like six years at that point to be like a good, successful artist. Yeah. And it was he was the last one. And she already was so criticized because she was a full figured woman, a single mother. And so she was just really scared of what is the world going to say? I'm having another child. She even thought about aborting Johnny quite a few times. And yeah. Yeah, and that whole story is is this crazy. And one day, Johnny, I'm sure, is going to write a book or go and just tell his whole life story because it's very interesting. But I just know that he's meant to be here and meant to do great things. And I've known since he was a little boy. And I basically raised this kid. I don't have any kids, but I feel like all my siblings are like my children, but especially Johnny and Jenica and especially Johnny. Because again, my mom had to go back to work. She was the motor of the family. And she said, here's this baby boy. He's six months old. Take care of them because I have to go out and put food on our table and keep this roof over our head. And so I became his his mom, his second mom. Yeah. <laughs> and now Johnny's 22. And I don't know, Johnny, do, tell us a little bit about you because, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people know, but I don't feel that they know who Johnny really is. Like who, like your heart, your beautiful mind how spiritually connected you are, everything you've been through and the depression that you've had to deal with because losing both of your parents at the age of 11. He lost his dad at nine and then my mom at 11. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, you guys. And I feel with so much that's happened even in the past year and a half, you received a lot of criticism. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to give you the space for you to just tell us about Johnny Angel. Well, yeah, I feel like after the pandemic happened, I slowly just started becoming a little bit more like private, low key, and just letting people know like the bare minimum about myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just, I still feel like a little bit uncomfortable about letting people in on like, I guess you would say private details in my life. Yeah. But, but I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now. This year, I think 22, it's been better than I've expected and I'm much more solid, grounded and and I'm slowly becoming a lot more independent and it feels good and it feels good because something it, it, was, it was something I was dreading for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like the whole thing just this year about building credit and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I literally sit down and write down my bills now like like I would watch you do. Yeah, 
I feel I feel so good about about doing it. When I do stuff like that, or if I'm organizing my life, I always need a notebook, and I think about you and mom. Yeah, that's where I got it from, from my mom. She always had to-do lists, and I still love mm-hmm. them. I always have them on my phone, but there's something about writing them on a piece of paper that just feels more gratifying, like, you know, checking them off. And Johnny grew up, like, watching me doing yeah. all this stuff, and I can't even explain to you guys how proud I am and how far we have come. You know, I'm so proud of, of the young man that you've become, that you are right now, John, because, again, you have been through a lot, and you were born in the limelight. You were created in the limelight. Again, going back to when my mom got pregnant and she thought about aborting him and how she kept him because he hid in the fallopian tubes. It's a whole crazy story, you guys. My mom went three Hmm. times to the doctor's office to try to terminate the pregnancy and he would hide or he wasn't there. And the doctors were like, what's going on? And then finally, my mom was like, no, he has to be on this earth. And that's what it is. And, And thank God, because... Johnny saved my life during the hardest times. You have no idea, guys. I always call him my little life partner because we've been through so fucking much. It's insane. <laughs> and and that's, a, that, that's like one of the ways I know God exists for real because like I've gotten a word from mm-hmm. like at least like three different times in my life from people like that have no idea who I am, like our story or anything. Yeah. And they, they've brought up about how I'm, like, I was rejected in the womb and that's stuff crazy. like that. I'm like, if God was going to kill me, he would have done it by now. Whenever there's like serious like turbulence on a plane and everyone's freaking out, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm, we're going to be fine. How do you feel, Johnny? Like now that you can look back because guys, we went through Johnny wanting to end his life um, so many times to the point where I got on my knees one day and I said, God, I don't know what else to do. Mom, help me. This is especially after my mom passed away. Well, that's really when it started because he was 11 and, and no, even... Even before, Even before? I didn't yeah, well, know. Remember, you, you, well, you remember, like, because I, I found an evaluation this year that my mom did for me uh, in August of 2012. Oh, uh-huh. And even then, it was, they were asking me questions about why I had suicidal thoughts, and I was answering them, like, I used to have them a lot, but I don't anymore. But then, obviously, mom passed not that long okay. after that, and that's when it started again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I... I don't necessarily consider myself suicidal at all anymore. There's always like that daily thing. Like, I don't know. You just feel like you have to keep pushing forward. And with everything you've been through, I, I obviously understand it. I've, I've, I had those moments, you know, with everything that I went through. But do you feel like it's because you're in a very good place? Like you finally found your purpose that you feel, okay, I'm here for a reason and you really truly believe it that those thoughts have kind of they're like hopefully gone forever yeah i think so i think i i went through a big like just spiritual awakening in 2020 about Mm -hmm. you know understanding my purpose why i was here why i mean i could have been on the plane with my mom very very close and i Mm -hmm. i didn't end up going with her and i'm like there's just got to be a reason and i'm still here and I'm hoping like the first 20 years of my life were crazy, just so the next 20 years of it could be really, really beautiful. And I have a feeling they are going to be. I think so. I think so. I think you have a, mm-hmm. a beautiful, a beautiful mind. And I love to hear you speak. There's so much that he teaches me, you guys. This guy is so intelligent. Both my brothers are. All, well, all my siblings. But the boys just have this different mind. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. 
But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So kind of going back to the limelight, do you feel because you were born in the limelight, you're a little bit more private? Because even my producers, you know, they do the research for every guest we're going to have. And they were like, hey, there's not a lot on Johnny. I feel like in the first 10 years of my life, I, I was, I mean, I was very aware. You know how smart I was. I knew who mom was. I knew what exactly she represented. Yeah. And I, I was very proud of it. I would have a superiority complex over that. And I feel like I was a little bit more prone to, you know, wanting to be on stage or stuff like that, more for attention rather than passion before. Mm -hmm. And then after, after mom passed, I think I slowly just like, I started to not not necessarily resent it, mm -hmm. but like for like for example, we were six months after six seven months after mom passed, doing autograph signings for the book and everything. Yeah, and I knew we had to be grateful and everything because these people were giving us love, and at the end of the day, they're who fed us. But I don't know, it put me in a very weird like limbo state with how I felt about mom. Because funny mm -hmm. enough, like I was very like excited whenever we would have something big. And I would still always be listening to her music, but like the way I felt towards like, I don't know, I guess being famous, mm -hmm. it, ma it made me feel weird. Cause I also, I was smart enough to know that like, fuck, we got to be grateful. We got to pick our battles. Yeah. And then 15, 16 is when I felt like 
like 15 through 18 más bien is when I feel like I was like in a state of like maybe maybe seeking attention a little bit more. And then 1920 to right now is like where I'm like, I know who I am. I know what I want. And I don't necessarily look for attention in the wrong places anymore. Like I have solid people around me. I'm, yeah. I'm in a really good place. And that's an amazing thing to know at such a young age because in your 20s is when you're still trying to figure shit out. You know, who am I? What do I want? So I think that that's great. I love that you've learned, especially with your private life, that you're like, you know, I don't necessarily have to share all of it. And, and, if, and I wish I would have known that because I feel like I shared so much of my private life for so long and I felt it came and bit me in the ass. And now I just like to especially with my relationship with Emilio, I'm like a little bit more private with it. And I just, it's more sacred. I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. feel that need to have to share that part. Like it's just, and I think it's probably because we did reality for so long where we're like, I felt at least, well, I already did it. I did reality. Like I have to share my life now. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Like I'm still human at the end of the day. We're still human yeah. and people shouldn't take it bad. Like for what you just said, like It's not that you were being an ungrateful kid. It's just you lost your mom while she was working on a plane to go work. And people need to also see that side. It's like, oh, well, you're famous and your mom this. And you're, it's like, wait a second, I'm, but I'm still human. This is still my yeah. human experience. Yeah, that's exactly how I, how I feel about it. Because I feel mm -hmm. like there's certain things I feel like you can let people in on. And if you let them in too much, at one point, once you, once you try to be private over something then they they think why are you backing up for like they resent it yeah like why are you acting brand new mm -hmm. and i got a lot of that They're like well, well you shared all this stuff and i'm like yeah and i learned from it so i don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to share everything and i think that that's cool it makes you even cooler to be like you know i don't share I, and i don't and it's not even that i don't want to share it's just ya no me nace como antes. i'm just like i'm not yeah. trying to share everything i i want to enjoy the moment because for so long i didn't because i was so wrapped up in social media and doing this and it's just like wait like i deserve to also have this for myself you yeah. know even even something like i learned like a long time ago when on instagram mm -hmm. like when i would like when i would tag people i sneak tag them because then empezaba a seguir mucha gente just because mm -hmm. they were connected to me yeah. and some people thought it was cool and everything other people thought like it was kind of weird and i just like i no matter what i just want whoever associates with me to be able to like have a normal life right yeah because i i've also feel bad because there's people that have been around us that get backlash people that yeah. don't like us and start talking crap to them or follow them for the wrong reasons and then later on we don't talk to that person for whatever reason and then they It's just, it's a whole clusterfuck, but <laughs> I get yeah. that. I get that. And, and bottom line here, guys, is that we are very grateful and we know who our mom is and we're so grateful for everything that her career brought. But also, you guys can't forget that at the end of the day, we have feelings. We have our own thoughts. We've gone through so much publicly. Mikey, our brother, he's always wanted to say, you know, for a long time, he resented my mom's career because he felt like that's what took her from us. And we had to share her for so long with the world that it was just we we didn't have a lot of time with her, you know? So yeah. that's a whole other episode. But talking about mom, John, and I know this might be a heavy question, but sometimes I go back to those days of like how it was when mom passed because, you know, everything was just so weird between her and I and it was tough, you know? Mm -hmm. Like going back to that when you found out about mom's passing, 
obviously there's a huge difference in age. You're, you know, you were 11, now you're 22. And I think that I bring up this question too, because I remember you telling me, you're like, I'm so scared of getting to the age where I lived longer without my mom than with her. Yeah. How do you feel about that now? Cause you're what, you're going to be 23. So it's going to be 11 years soon. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. I think, I don't know. It's just a very, very weird thing to think about. I didn't think about it like this much with my dad, but I think yeah. I thought about it more with mom just because she's, just because mom's presence has been so loud in our lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It still doesn't feel like she's left. That's something I even I even say about like Jayla. I believe her when she says she has glimpses of memories with mom because mom ne- never necessarily stopped being around, whether it was music or video or anything like that. Like, when people pass in a normal family, like, they don't have what we have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's still just this present, even after all this time. And I don't know. She's still teaching me things. I feel like even more so, like, in the last three, four years, like, I've learned so much from her, like, just as as a human being. Mm-hmm. And thinking about, like, how she would want me to be better, way she handles situations, like, she's she's still teaching me. It's crazy. Yeah, and and I feel that because, thank goodness, you know, we have the reality show to look back on and certain things that she said, and I feel like she's still teaching us and stuff that you're finding even, like her notepad, you know, it's it's like little hidden messages that she's leaving us, but I think more than anything you, because you spent less time with her, you know, so I feel like all these hidden gems, the music, the notepads that you find, it's all gifts for, for your heart and your mind, you know? And it's like, I smile and I'm like, she's still here. She's still here. Like I, like, I know she's not here, but she's here. Like she does some crazy shit. You guys are, I'm like, that's mom, mom, God, whatever you want to call it. She's moving things around. She's still doing her Jenny magic is how I always call it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. hundred percent. How has it f- been to be raised by me? Be honest. I know I've been tough. I know I was tough. And I'll say, you guys, I was a tough one. <laughs> I had to be, though. Raising a boy, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you did a really solid job with, with not just me, but with Jenica, too. It feels weird to talk about yourself, say, like, oh, I'm a good person like this, like that. Like, it's just because mm-hmm. we're, all, we're all flawed at the end of the day, and I don't want to come off as egocentric. But I think I, I, think I do my best to be a really fucking good person and i think a lot of the time i just think about like how how it reflect on you and how you would expect me to be i mean whether i'm at whether i'm at someone's house or doing interviews or something like just like you said like people have been like telling you things about about me that yes it makes me feel good you know what i mean that okay i'm doing the right thing so i'm not i'm not the, i'm not a perfect person but i think given everything I've been through, I think I'm pretty solid. I agree. I completely agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I am proud when people from Mexico send me messages that haven't messaged me in months. Hey, I just interviewed your brother and your sister. They are so sweet. They're so intelligent. Like Johnny, no, es un hombre. No, like just so many things and how respectful you are. And I'm just like, oh, I can't help but be like, thank you, God. Mom, we did a good job. You and I, we we did it, you know? So that yeah. makes me for sure very happy. And, you know, some people might think like, oh, it's weird that, you know, Johnny's going to be 23 and he still lives with his sister. And I, I don't see that weird at all. And I'm going to tell you guys why. 
Because you lived in the house until you were 27? Exactly, because I lived, exactly, because I lived at mom's house until I was 26, 27. And I seriously, my plan was, I'm going to live with you forever. Even if I get married, my husband's going to move in here, or I'm just going to grow old with you. Like, that was... That would have been mom's ideal thing. She would have gotten a a giant-ass house for all of us to live in with all our kids. A total freaking Latin... family you guys my mom was like bring the suegra bring everyone she never wanted her kids to leave the nest and it's crazy because that was the plan for so long you know okay one time I was gonna get married the very first time I got engaged and the whole plan was he's gonna move in with us and that obviously didn't work out but then when my mom asked me to move out that one year she passed away it's crazy because I feel like everything happened the way it was supposed to I didn't understand it then obviously I was like what the hell is going on like we have a plan mom but it was to prepare me to be strong enough to withstand what was coming you know and it was not even what six months before she passed or a little bit more than six months but it was just it, it was just crazy and do you feel Johnny that everything happens for a reason do you really really feel that I know it sounds like a cliche but do you feel like given everything we've been through and how it's been do you feel like everything has happened the way it was supposed to happen? No, I really feel like even if God allows something horrible to happen, like it's going to have reasoning behind it. You know what I mean? Like, cause people have free will at the end of the day, but I do, I really do feel like we, we come here with, with lessons that we have to learn and we know what we're signing up for, like our souls. And we're just here to learn. Absolutely. Like, as humans. We're evolving creatures. Yes. Mm-hmm. And talking about evolution and change and things happening for a reason, I'm going to ask another question. And again, guys, we didn't prepare at all, which is why I think Johnny was so nervous in the beginning. And if you don't want to answer it, you don't have no, to answer it. No, but I like I liked it better like that, though. Yeah, me too. We, I like to wing things. <laughs> um, I like to be surprised. Okay. So my question is, all the shit that happened starting last year, or was it this year? Anyways, the whole thing with the accounting, with the extended family, the one really that sparked everything was you, you know, Mm -hmm. you had been asking me to do it, to do the accounting for months and months and months, years, actually, I'm lying, years, since you were, I want to say 16, 15, and I just didn't want to steer the pot, I didn't want to open up a can of worms, I was just like, no, like, at that time felt, you know, it's our family at the end of the day, whatever, you know? Yeah. Do you regret it? Do you regret? Because you got a lot of shit for it. And that pissed me off, you guys, because as his older sister, as his mom, I was just like watching this and I can't help but to defend my siblings. And I'll go to freaking war for my siblings, you know? And I'm more of like peace and love. But especially when they're in their right, that's where I get very defensive. But do you regret doing that? Do you feel like it was the right thing to do? Are you happy? Because it has been tough, you know? Honestly, I really... I really don't regret it. And if I'm, if anything, I just regret not having done it sooner. Truth be told, I only didn't do it because I really didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or ruffle anyone's feathers. But I got to a point where, you know, there was just certain things I couldn't ignore. And I just exiled myself uh, from my family. And I figured, you know, what, we, I got nothing to lose at this point. So I'm just going to do it. It happened. And I think, honestly, once the smoke settled... It became one of the most peaceful times in my life, honestly. I can't say I can complain at all. Like, I'm just very, very happy with where I'm at. And I think I just keep getting confirmation from God, the universe, whether, you know, it's through the Bible or stuff I find at the office. Like, you know, what I did was the right thing. 
confirmation. Yeah. yeah. And see, and, and a lot of people have this misconception and I'm fine with it now. I don't, I don't really don't care, but where it was like, I forced you, I forced you to do that. And it's like, you guys, if you guys only knew how intelligent, how freaking yeah. wise this man, because now he's a young man, has been since he was a child. Johnny was at six years old, and you guys could probably find these videos on YouTube. I don't know if they're still there. He was six years old making moving, what are they called, puppy, with the Legos? The uh, stop motion Lego movies. I, that, you, can't find, you can't find them anymore because I have them all on private. But John, you should hidden. upload them, John. I can't. I can't. Why? I can't. I just can't. My mom and I would be like, dude, what? Like, you guys should read on it because I don't really know, like, the definition, definition of an indigo child. But my mom was told that Johnny was an indigo child, special gifted kid. Well, yes, at six years old, he was doing this in hours and building the Legos and making the move and making them talk. So just putting that out there, okay? I mean, Mm -hmm. hopefully one day he'll let you guys watch them because it's pretty crazy. But... There's no way. I've just always been that type of sister to say, I'm gonna, I have to respect you guys as individuals and you guys have a mind of your own. And when Johnny was 18, I said, okay, like I have to respect this. And he's been asking for it for a long time and I didn't do it for whatever reason. And a part of me really does regret it as well. I'm like, fuck, I I should have done this sooner. But you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Los tiempos de Dios son perfectos. And now, like you said right now, John, I completely agree with you. This has been the most peaceful time in our life since mom left. I really think so. Separating ourselves from certain situations and certain things. And it's just, I feel the liberty to just be myself. It's crazy. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. I just feel solid. Like I know who I am. I, I, and I don't necessarily have to, you know, act a certain way to please anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I want to say thank you. I don't know if I've even thanked you. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now, what's the best and worst thing about being raised by uh, by me? <laughs> Um, I think the best thing was honestly like your lessons. Like you just had ever since I was little, you had this way of like just yeah. keeping me optimistic and like just trying to put light in my life. And it wasn't necessarily like through like religion or anything, but you made it very you you made God like a very clear presence in my life ever since I was a little boy. All you guys did, mom Jackie, you, but I remember like just the way you presented him and the way you just presented life to me. It taught me so much from a young age and I, I didn't start understanding it a lot more until I was like 19, until these last three, four years. And then I think the worst thing, <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst thing is that like, let's say I was like 13 or 14 and I was like on a streak of like being really fucking good. Like, let's say I was really trying to be good. And I did something small by accident. And you see, ese día andabas de malas, you would, like, react the worst or, like, you just want to beat my ass. But granted, it was a really it was a really tough time in your life, too. It was a tough time. But you know what? I will be honest with you guys. You guys know that I'm super transparent. I believe in disciplining your children. And I definitely disciplined Johnny. And I felt like he was the type of kid. Not all kids need it, but I feel like Johnny needed it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, uh-uh, you yeah. need, like, I was very strict and sometimes a little too strict. I, I won't say that I wasn't because. Yeah, but you were strict, like, but you. I can't believe you, I did that. <laughs> you were you were strict, but you also gave me so much fucking independence. Like, you let me walk by myself through the streets taking the Metro card to give me, like, that kind of independence. I don't think yeah. I've ever really talked about that publicly. But, like, yeah. mm, 13, 14, 15, like, for a good two to three years, I was. Like getting myself to school in the metro, certain places, you know, just yeah. I figured I figured out the whole bus system, and I'm sure you were worried shitless all the time. So I don't know worried. how I don't know how fresh after losing mom you let me like do that, but honestly, I'm really glad you did because yeah. it, it it character shifted me a lot. Well, I had to because a part of me was like I I want to protect him, and and then sometimes I was too overbearing, and then I was like I have to also allow him to figure it out the way mom made me do it and and I felt like I can't keep holding his hand although I wanted to and I still want to I'm like okay wait I have to just be like okay Johnny go just go and I have to leave you in God's hands and that's what I do now I'm like okay Lord now you know he drinks and he knows he better not ever drink and drive he knows this already but I'm just like okay God just take care of him for me and ni modo que voy a hacer you know now he, now he's starting to party you guys now he's liking the party life but for a long time he didn't i i always knew where yeah. johnny was in his room now johnny's going to freaking raves you know sé qué tanto and i'm like okay <laughs> he's living his life you should do that in your 20s absolutely and all yeah. i have to do is just god 
<laughs> it actually took me a long time to get into that t- that I phase know. of my life, though. It did, and, and I'm, I'm actually, happy, and I'm, though. Yeah, and I think I've done it in a really responsible way. You have. You're very responsible. You're very honest with me. And I'm like, Johnny, where are you? And I have his location. And it's just, you know what I mean? Not because I'm trying to be controlling, but I just want to make sure I know where he's at and he's fine. I feel like with your kids, if you, the more you want to be controlling and hold him tight, the more they want to rebel. So I'm just like, well, Nimolo, I just got to kind of let him do his thing. Yes, he lives under my roof and he has to respect certain things. But at the end of the day, he's still a young man. Okay, now let's talk about Emilio, Johnny, because, you, you know, Dr. Black, that's what you call him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he lives here him. with us now. And yeah, I love that you guys love each other. Thank God. Thank God, you guys. Yeah, Honestly, no. you have no idea how much peace my heart feels. And they text each other so much. And like they tell each other that they love each other. And it's just like, it's really nice. They have a really nice bond when I'm gone. They go to Korean barbecue together. So how, how do you feel? Are you excited or are you more nervous about me getting married? Okay, guys, so we're going to end this conversation here, but stay tuned for part two of this conversation with my baby brother, Johnny. We'll bring that episode to you mañana, tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Besitos. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcast and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and check us out on YouTube. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.